Right, good morning everyone. What a great morning. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Eric and I'm part of Good First uh, Church. Um, and as you can see this morning, very soon, is it coming up? Yeah, it's coming. Uh, the title of the preach this morning is Decision Making. Uh, I will be speaking on how decisions we make may affect our lives. Uh, and if you wonder who I am, I am 29 years old. I am Swedish, uh, but I lived large parts of my teenage years in England uh, with my family. Uh, I came back to study in the south of Sweden. And then about a year ago now, I came up to Gothenburg to be part of this church plant and to start a new job. Uh, some passions in life uh, is church, my family, and sports. Are we, we good? Yep. Thank you. Uh, and before we dive in, I'd just like to say a short prayer. Jesus, I thank you that we can come before you on a Sunday morning and worship you. Uh, Father, I just pray that you will be with us this morning and that we will come with open hearts before you and hear you speak to us. Amen. Right. I'm going to be speaking about decision making. Uh, and we, we make a lot of decisions every day. Uh, does anyone have a guess how many decisions we make in one single day? One thousand. Any other guesses? You need to. Okay, we're getting closer. I think thirty-five thousand decisions. That's an estimate I've seen. Uh, just googling quickly. <laughs> I don't know if there's been good studies made, but that, that's a lot of decisions. Every day we do make a lot of decisions. Uh, I'm going to give you a few examples. For example, when you're away on holiday, uh, you come down to a breakfast buffet, and there's so many options. There's so much to choose from. Uh, are you going to go for two pieces of toast, three pieces of toast? What coffee are you going to choose? How many cups? Uh, when you move on to the meat section, are you going to go for half a plate of bacon? Or do what Josh does and just go for a full plate of bacon? Um, or already when you wake up, you have to make a decision, am I going to get out of bed? Or am I going to make a passive decision, which is still a decision, and stay in bed? And when you get out of bed, what clothing are you going to wear? Um, it's all, all a lot of decisions. And for those of you who know me quite well, or have lived with me, uh, you know that after a run I have to make some decisions. Uh, am I going to stretch for 40 minutes, 50 minutes? Um, you never know. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, but there are times when uh, decisions we do make are uh, bigger, and they may have major consequences. You can move, move on. Uh, currently, I am specializing in emergency medicine uh, in a hospital here in town. And there you're presented with a lot of information. And in a quite short space of time, you have to make a decision that may be of life and death to someone. Uh, so I guess you didn't believe this when you came here this morning, but I'm going to take you with me on a medical case. Okay. Uh, the long goes off in the ceiling. In three minutes, it's an 85-year-old lady coming in. She's ill, severely ill, unwitnessed cardiac arrest. 
CPR is ongoing, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, you panic and you run out. <laughs> no, I would suggest uh, A or B, preferably. <laughs> A, you continue CPR. You know the prognosis, uh, the chances of her survival is, is very slim, but that's the only chance of survival, the only chance of life. Or B, you take a step back, you say, let's spare any more harm, and we, we quit CPR. That's a tough, tough decision to make. Uh, it's a big decision to make. I'm now going to flip this over to, to you guys. Uh, and in a short while, I'm going to ask you to make a decision which I believe is of life and death. Um, I'm going to present you with some information. And in a short while, uh, ask you to respond to that. And the question is that I would like us to answer is, who do you believe Jesus to be? You can move on. But first, I just want to make something clear. The question is not, uh, was there a man called Jesus who, who walked here on earth? I don't believe that any credible historians questions that, but rather, who, who was he? So just take a minute and think in your head, who do I believe Jesus to be? First, we're going to look at what the Bible says and who the Bible claims Jesus to be. Um, I'm going to read from the New Testament. Uh, one of the disciples called John, a uh, book in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And further on in John, in chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And another book in the Bible, Matthew, in the New Testament as well, uh, chapter 15, verse 30, it says, and large crowds came to him, bringing with them those who were lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid him down at his feet, and he healed them. Um, there are some big claims being made here. Claims that says, Son of God, eternal, the maker of all things, someone who loves us, and is prepared to give his life for us. One touch of him changes lives. He's a healer. And it's very similar to what we hear Verity shared just before, that we, our, we get a new identity, we get something new, it changes us. Um, and moving on to the next slide, it's a quote from a former colleague down in Lund, uh, specialist in infectious disease medicine for over 30 years, uh, a non-believer, uh, nothing to do with Christianity, as far as I know, and... He works a lot with patients with hepatitis C and HIV, and uh, among many, suffer from drug abuse. And in a meeting, we were discussing how to best help these patients, and uh, he states that, 
I've seen two groups of people set free from drug abuse. Those who fall in love and those who meet Jesus. I think that's just an unbelievable quote from someone who doesn't know Jesus. He's basically saying, I don't know him, but I see that he changes people's lives. Uh, so what about us then? I don't think we have to be down in drug abuse to realize that we make, we make mistakes, that we're not perfect, that we do things that doesn't please God, that are against his will. Uh, just looking at myself, I say things that hurt other people sometimes. Sometimes I gossip. Uh, all those things against God's will that separates us from him. Uh, and we have, on one hand, a perfect, holy, and just God, and then us on the other hand. And where the perfect meets the imperfect, the perfect would no longer be perfect. So we, we would be incompatible with the holy God, basically. Uh, unless we know and believe the solution is Jesus. Um, and again, I mean, we, yeah, we, we hear how he changes lives. Um, and the good news, I think, is that we, we can read from the Bible again, reading, it's the same, uh, from the same, ver- same verse that Verity shared, uh, reading from the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not from yourself, it's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And in John again, in the New Testament, chapter 10, verse 10, I have come that I may have life and have it to the full. Quick drink. Uh, And it's just like we sung before, Uh, our chains are gone, We, we are set free. Uh, he has come so that we may have life and we may have it to the full. A life full of, of freedom. And I believe most of us at some point or another in our lives, uh, we look around and we wonder, is there more to life than what we see? Uh, is there more to, to this earth than what we can see and comprehend? Uh, and I believe there's a creator of this earth who loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Uh, and as we see here on the screen, reading from the, the Bible, there's nothing we can do to, to earn it, but just come before him and say, Jesus, I need you in my life. And then we are set free, free to live life to the full. That's the information I wanted to present to you. Do we realize the claims that are being made? There's some big claims. The creator of this earth loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. Uh, I said that I was going to turn this over to you for you to make a decision to answer the question, who do you believe Jesus to be? Uh, And we're soon going to return to that. First, I'm going to read a quote from a famous theologian called C.S. Lewis. Uh, he, He studied at Cambridge University He's a famous author as well, uh, mid-20th century. And he said, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. 
That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. You can shut him up for a fool, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left, us, left that open to us. And I believe he's right. We can't say that Jesus is just a good man when he's claiming to be the Son of God. I don't think that's a, a possible solution. It's not a possible answer. It's, it's contradictive. And uh, in my head, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> so I, I think in response to the question, who do you believe Jesus to be, there are three possible options. And it's one, he's a liar. He's just made this up, which would be evil. Uh, two, uh, he's a lunatic. Uh, he actually believed he was the son of God. He walked here on earth believing he had created everything uh, and that he could heal people. Uh, and just imagine someone walking out here today claiming to be the son of God, claiming to, to be able to do those things. You'd think this guy is, is nuts. Uh, not all the horses are in the stable, it's a Swedish saying. Um, or thirdly, I think this is good news is Lord. What he says is true, and you can enjoy the presence and the power of this earth's create, uh, creator, and he claims to love you unconditionally. Um, it's incredible. And like I said at the start, we, we make a lot of decisions. We make 35,000 decisions in a day. Uh, that's over a billion decisions in a lifetime. If you go to maps, maybe you worked that out already, but that's incredible amounts of many decisions we make. Some are smaller, like choosing from the breakfast buffet, uh, what to eat, and some are bigger. And I believe this decision to be the major one, uh, the one that will transform your life and not just have consequences that's life and death, but eternal consequences. So Jesus walked here on earth, but who do you believe him to be? And if you've come here today, maybe you're in the church environment for the first time, or for whatever reason unsure of who Jesus is, uh, I would ask you just to open up in your heart for the possibility that what we see here, what the claims, that the claims being made here, that they are true. Or if you're here today and you, you do believe, but you haven't yet made a decision to, to follow Jesus, uh, now is the time to, to respond to that. Um, so I'm going to say just a very short prayer, and if you would like to, it would be great if you wanted to pray that with me um, in response. Jesus, I thank you that you who created heaven and earth, uh, you love us more than we can understand. I thank you that you died on the cross for us, for us to have a relationship with you, Father. Um, I need you in my life, Father. Uh, I need you as my, my saviour, and I want you there. Amen. Right. If you have prayed that with me, uh, I'll remain here at the front for a while, and I would love to speak 
speak, uh, speak more with you. Uh, or perhaps the person who brought you here today, uh, you can chat to them as well. Uh,